You are now tuning in to Lex and RDDC Broadcast Station, serving up on the double doses for us all. Thank you, everyone, for joining the Real Double Dose channel. This is your host, Lex, coming to you straight from the heart, where the talk is real and the vibe is always live. Like we always like to say, for any show requests, feedback, or anything under the sun, you can reach us at Real Double Dose channel at yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com. And as well as Real Double Dose channel.blogspot.com. For anything, any queries, if you want to have the free trip and travel giveaways, make sure you sign up for that as well. And if you're not listening on some of the other stations, here are some that you can be reminded of. That's TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, Spreaker.com, Blueberry.com, Spotify, Spreaker, as far as iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, you know the deal, Podcast, Deezer, we're on it. Just tune in, you know what to do. But without further ado, we have a wonderful guest expert that is on here with us today, and we've been anticipating very, very much, and I'm going to try to pronounce it as good as I can, because it's a unique name, and I love it, but it's Dr. David Schwerin, Schwerin, (laughs) I'll say it, and he can pronounce it obviously a lot better than I am, but Dr. Schwerin is the author of Conscious Capitalism and Principles for Prosperity, which was translated into Portuguese and Chinese, and is in its second printing in China. His second book's Second book, Conscious Globalism, was published in the U.S. and China, and he has over 35 years of business experience. His articles have been published worldwide, and he has often been quoted in the press. So definitely, definitely happy to have our wonderful guest expert on here. And I just wanted to say, Mr. David and Dr. David Shoren, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, we are excited to have you on here and all the goodies that you have to give us and share because we're always, you know, consciously wanting to expand and be more of what we don't know we are or what we can be. So uh, what's going on in your mind right now with the story of your your legacy and your journey? Well, uh, as you, you may be aware, of, uh, I'll tell the audience, uh, my, my career began in, in uh, the world of finance and investing. And after a couple of decades uh, working at sphere, uh, I realized that um, people were acting very selfishly in, in a very short-sighted manner, particularly in the investment sphere. Um, long-term investing about others is not very often found in, in the investment world. And it bothered me. And so after a number of years in the field, as I say, over two decades, I decided to sell my business and uh, move into other areas of uh, work. And that's when I began writing uh, Two books that you mentioned, Conscious Capitalism in uh, 1998 and Conscious Globalism in 2005. Um, and more recently, the book you, you didn't mention, but is, is a very recent book, is Know Your Soul, Bring Joy to Your Life. And um, what that, what the latest book does is really uh, bring to light uh, some information that we, I think we all need at this time. I think we all are aware that there is problems environmentally, financially, socially, um, and, and a lot of it can be traced back to the short-term thinking and in some cases very selfish thinking. Um, we, we, we want what we want, we want it now, and we don't want to wait. And um, so <clears throat> the problem as I see it is that um, we have, as a society, been focused on uh, the material aspects of life and uh, ignoring the spiritual aspects. So. We've gotten out of balance. Uh, the technolo- technological advances that we've made, and they've been wonderful, and there've been plenty, uh, have moved ahead of our spiritual awareness. So, so you know, when things get out of balance, we have to bring them back into balance. And um, I, 
that's why I think you'll find that <clears throat> more and more people are talking about the soul. And that's why this book was, the latest book was written, Know Your Soul, Bring Joy to Your Life. Um, we have to start focusing on what are we here, who are we, what are we here for? Most people go through life and figure that that is something they can't possibly know. But I, I can tell you that from my experience, and uh, I've had a, a long time to study this and look at it, uh, those things can be known. And once they're known, uh, our, whole, our whole attitude about life changes. Instead of uh, focusing just on the short term and on selfish things, we realize that you know life is eternal, so there's no rush to do anything. We don't have to speed things up any faster than they naturally occur. Um, and, and, and we can we can think about others, uh, be generous because world life is abundant, and um, and we're finding that this is coming up more and more in popular culture. Uh, there's a, Pixar just did a movie on the soul. Uh, in the Sundance Film Festival, there was just a, a movie on the soul, and uh, there's been TV programs about it, and of course there've been people who've written about it. And that's, again, as I said, that's why I wrote, or co-wrote, really, the, the book, Know Your Soul, Bring Joy to Your Life. And it really, when you when you know this and you learn about it and become more connected to this aspect of life, um, the spiritual aspect, that's when joy really fills your life. Um, before that, when you're focused on the material aspects, uh, you, uh, you get some occasional highs when you buy a new car or a new technological gadget, but that fades very quickly. You really want to have fulfillment and have a, a, a life full of joy. It's connecting to the non-material aspects that will do it for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. And for a long time, I, you know, even though I grew up in the whole tradition from, you know, understanding the Bible or the native background of my side of my bloodline or just different ones, I always had a different perception on where I stood in relation to my soul. I just thought it was, oh, it's just my breath, you know, pretty much for a long time. Even though I was highly, deeply educated over it for years, I just never understood that until I tell people my spiritual transition, I mean, really transition to get to know, understand who and what my spirit was in California, I tell people, well, like, well you've been a, a, around for a couple of decades. I'm like, yeah, physically, but I have not been alive. Um, I've been, only been alive for the last five years. And they metaphorically, they're like, oh, it's just a metaphor. No, it's it's reality. And that's the truth. We're so disconnected. And I was telling people the same thing, piggybacking off what you said. You know, it's we're so busy to upgrade our phones, our laptops, our new hair colors, our nails, you know, and, and especially being downtown with my colleagues, I love them, but it was always, well, what kind of makeup did you buy? What did you see on TV and who was playing last night? And I was thinking, we're so caught up in the thinking of that's what makes us human. That's what makes us breathe and, and be relevant, but we're not even understanding who we really are. Like consciously have we sat there and got to know who we are? Cause I tell people my best friend in the whole white world is myself. I mean, I love right. my soul. I do. And I understand that completely. So, I mean, like, what have you discovered and, and not your, your journey about the soul itself and like the information and so forth of, of discovering more of that? Okay, sure. Well, that, that, that's a lot of what I cover in the book. Know your soul, bring joy to your life. Um, there are some characteristics of the soul that we that help us when we to understand it better and know who we are. Um, 
for, for one thing, the soul is always in motion uh, and always vibrating because by constant moving, constant movement, um, that's how we learn and that's how we grow. If everything was static, then we wouldn't learn much. It would be the same old thing, same old, same old. But when by movement changes, we would learn different aspects of our life and, and different aspects of who we are and who someone else is. And so this is one characteristic that's very important to understand. And, and it's one that we often resist. Sometimes the movement we, we view is, well, it's not going to be, it's not my favorite thing to do. Uh, it, it many times it stretches us. It forces us to do things that we wouldn't ordinarily do. And so we resist it. Uh, and, and it's the resistance um, that causes us problems because when we resist, that's when we can get energy blocks forming in our body. And that's when disease forms. When the energy is not flowing through us uh, freely, then we open ourselves up to um, potential, not necessarily immediate, but potential long-term illness and disease. So that's the first thing that you want to know. The universe was created to have movement, and we have to sort of just accept that that's going to happen, and it's going to stretch us at times. And we might resist it because we prefer to stay where we are because it's more comfortable. We're used to it. But if we go with it, uh, we'll find that we'll, we'll learn a lot and we'll feel much more fulfilled and feel much better and, and learn much more. So that's the first first thing I would say about learning about your soul. The soul is about movement. Oh, yeah. Vibrational frequency. Exactly. All the understanding uh, of that. I mean, and that's the whole, I mean, so your book, um, Know Your Soul, Bring Joy to Your Life. Um, so does it give people more of kind of like, not necessarily a blueprint, but the journey scope of how to begin to reconnect with their soul at all or get to know yeah, their soul? Yeah, well, in the book, in fact, there is a, a section that deals with connecting with the soul and how you do that. And um, so it's, it's spelled out in some detail. And there's a meditation that helps you to make that connection. Uh, and actually, the meditation is channeled. Uh, it's a channeled meditation of Archangel Michael. And he's very much involved in this whole book. And, um, and a lot of the book has been well, was requested by Michael to, to for us to write it. And he's played a big part in bringing us information about the soul because it's it's not something that's readily available you need you need a higher awareness to be able to bring us what we may not be able to see um but nevertheless is there yeah um, very true so um now so now we all have free will we have to you know another characteristic you might say that we have to consider when we when we're working in this vein is that we all have free will which means we can resist what the soul is wants to do, what its longing is, what it intends to do. We have the ability to thwart what the soul wants. The soul is our captain, it's our director. But we can we can put it off, we can say, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, but that's when this resistance leads to problems. So the best thing for us all to do is to trust it, accept what the soul wants, and, um, and, and just uh, go with it and see what happens. And I did this, uh, I can give you an example of when I did this. I, I've been working in China for 20 years. Um, it started when my first book, Conscious Capitalism, was published in China. And I was asked to come over there and, and give uh, some lectures. And uh, and to be honest with you, when I first uh, was asked to come over, I was a little bit frightened. I had never been to China. I didn't know what to expect. Some of the things I thought might happen exactly thrilled me. And so um, it took a little bit of nerve 
courage to say, okay, I will go and, and speak. And one of the first places I spoke was what's called Communist Party School, short, short-term name for it. That's where leaders from the from Chinese government come to get further education and training. And so it's, it's the top leaders in the country, from government officials, province officials, and all others. And, and so here I was. I had not been to China before. I had really not done a lot of, this is 20 years ago, I had not done a lot of international speaking. And so I was invited to speak before this audience. I came to the campus and found someone walking around with a machine gun. Didn't make me any more uh, confident. No, I bet and, not. <laughs> and, but I, I was shocked at, at the response I got. Um, I, I, I talked about conscious capitalism. I had no idea whether they would, what how they respond to that. Um, and uh, turns out they were very receptive. They uh, put my book in their bookstore. Uh, they put my cover of my book with my face on it on the side of the bus in Beijing. And, wow. um, I, you know, and so very good things happened. The ideas in conscious capitalism were accepted and uh, now uh, are put into place throughout China. So I, I simply mention this because it's an example of where you're going to have some fears about when you're asked to do something that you've never done before. You don't have a lot of confidence about it. You're going to resist it initially. But if you go with it, if you take, if you say, I'm going to surrender and accept that, that, that this is where I'm being led, let me go with it, then um, good things happen. Uh, as I say, a, a series of things happen where, where, where I was well accepted. Uh, the, first, the first person in the audience when I finished my talk, and I really didn't know how, it would, how they would accept it, it got up. He would happen to be a university president because all the universities over there are led by government officials. He got up and he said, you touched my heart. Uh, I, I was really taken aback, and I said, "You know, I wonder what I said that made him feel that way." Wow! But, um, you know, really good things happen when you trust and accept and surrender. That's one of the important lessons of life: the surrender to your soul's longing. We have free will; we can we can avoid it, we can we can resist it, but our life will not be what it could be if we just run with it. So that's one of the important lessons that I learned. Um, I'll, I'll give you another example that's more, maybe more, more people can identify with, let me say. Um, and I was playing a game called Pickleball. I don't know how many of you know what Pickleball is. No, I haven't heard it? of it, but it sounds interesting. Okay, well, it's a game that's, that's somewhat like tennis. It's, it's played on a smaller court with a, like a wiffle ball and tennis and, 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 and a racket, not, 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 a, not a string racket, but a solid racket. I was playing, it's been, it's, it's a, a game that's uh, maybe 15 or 20 years old. Uh, it was actually designed for seniors because it doesn't require quite as much movement as tennis does. So I was playing one day and a ball was hit to me, <clears throat> to my left side and behind me. And so I backed up to try and retrieve it. And before I knew it, I was, uh, I lost control, so to speak, and I was headed right for a concrete wall 15 or 20 feet behind me. And before I knew it, I hit the wall, fell to the floor, my head was bleeding, my hand was limp, and to make a long story short, I was rushed to the hospital and they said I had a broken hand. Oh, wow. So my, nor- my normal course of action would be to start blaming myself for being clumsy. Um, I-, I-, I couldn't stop my momentum backwards, and I don't know why. And, and-, and so I was going to really start getting mad at myself. But yeah. then I thought, well, you know, there must be a reason. I don't understand it, but there must be a reason. And... Within a day or two, I was given some guidance as to what the reason was. 
And in essence, what it was, was this was my soul that was working, collaborating with my body to create this experience of a broken hand that um, had lessons for me, told me to be more receptive. The left hand, which is the hand that broke, really is symbolic of reception. I needed to be more receptive between giving and receiving, which is something we all work with. Um, some of us usually are more givers and some are more receivers. And I, it was easier for me to give than receive sometimes. So this was something I needed to do. When I broke my hand, I had to start receiving help. Help eating, driving, uh, getting rehabilitating my hand. Uh, so I had to learn to surrender to that help and accept it. Uh, and so this was an important lesson for me. So I, and we all have experience like that. We all broke, break different bones or, or have different accidents. And we, we think, why did that happen? Or it's my fault or whatever. These are lessons that our soul gives us to help us to learn things that we otherwise wouldn't learn. And so by accepting them and surrendering to them, we can move through them much more easily and learn the lesson that's meant to tell us. Okay. And uh, so, uh, you know, that's just that's, that's another thing that uh, I think is important to know about the soul. The soul will get its way eventually. We might as well surrender to it because we're not in charge. We're not the captain. The captain is our soul. Yeah. And, uh, and the sooner we learn that, the better and the easier life becomes. I agree with that completely. And I mean, a, a lot of, uh, I was saying before, I think it was like a few days ago, I had mentioned uh, a lot of my colleagues or friends and I deal with um, just different situations, people in different backgrounds, especially like from behind the walls or whatever it might be. And their whole, some get the understanding of conscious, you know, having the consciousness of knowing that you have a consciousness of the conscience. But some are just like, well, things aren't working out in my favor. And I feel like that. Like, I've, I've never, I mean, I don't want to probably reference it to that, but that I, I don't know the core of understanding how come when we have so much pain in our life, especially emotionally um, and psychologically, it's almost like you feel alive. And, you know, someone would say, oh, Lex, you're a masochist. And I'm like, no, it's just almost like when my sister uh, passed away a couple of years ago, she took her life on my birthday, unfortunately. And then two months later, like two and a half months later, my brother passed away. And I was thinking to myself, like the, that feeling when she left, it was, I, I can't say it took, you know, my soul felt like it was separate from the flesh. And I felt like the pain, it just made me feel more connected to what created the soul in the first place. And I was like, you know, from your whole understanding of, uh, you know, doing that and falling backwards and breaking your hand and you're saying a lesson was in your broken, uh, you know, your broken hand. I realized that like it clicked in my head, like the, the lesson in every experience that's happening around us um, has to do with connectivity, has to do with something. And I remember also someone has said, remember when you go into a gas station or a store? And I was like, yeah. They're like, you know how you get out of the car and you go in and for some reason you feel so heavy and so exhausted by the time you even get to the, you know, just running in to get something. And I was like, all those spirits, all those souls, are, you know, in the store, all the energy that's just harnessing around your soul and your very essence. So many of us just think it's just flesh and blood um, and not connected to anything beyond that measure. So I'm glad that you said that as well. And so are you still doing like ongoing interests and so forth in China at all? Well, yeah. yeah. I, I've, um, as I said, I've been working there for 20 years. I've been over there nine times. And um, 
I'd, I'd help bring some new concepts to China, uh, try to introduce them, and they've been well accepted. Uh, some of them include both about business and about spirituality. And spirituality is a is a the subject where I first thought about uh, because I saw the longing of the people in China because they've been damped down, their spiritual traditions have been discouraged. And so I saw that there was a deep longing there. And um, I thought that if I could introduce some spiritual uh, material to them, I was studying at the time something called Pathwork, which is uh, a spiritual uh, uh, material, a very profound material. I thought if I could introduce that to China, uh, it would be it would be well accepted. And so, for the last fifteen years, I guess uh, I've been doing that, and I really didn't know how to do it, to be honest with you, because uh, you know, I knew that uh, you can't you can't just broadcast what you're doing in China. You have to be a uh, little uh, aware of what's going on, and, and the fact that uh, many times you you are observed, but uh, it. It was accepted. It was given four workshops now. People are come are very enthusiastic, um, and it's all about knowing yourself. That's that's the, the process of this psycho spiritual body of work that I've introduced. It's about knowing yourself on a deeper level, and again, who you are. Because if we know who we really are, that we're not really just skin and bones, but we have a a soul that is made up of many parts, which all flow together. They're all in unity but there are different parts, one of which is the physical body. And if we understand that, um, we're going to react differently and we're going to focus our attention on different things. And as I said, it, it makes us all um, much more fulfilled, a life more joyful. And, and really the key to being joyful, having a joyful life, is knowing that you're loved, that you're safe, and that you're eternal. And when you know that that's who you really are, your soul that is eternal, that, has, that there's love uh, for whatever you do. And this is another important point. The soul doesn't, um, doesn't judge anything that we do. Um, again, we have free will. So if, you, if you're given free will, that means you can do anything. You can't say to somebody, you have free will, but you can't do this. That wouldn't be free will. Absolutely. So anything is okay because you learn from anything. You, you learn more from your mistakes than you do from good decisions sometimes. Uh-huh. So um, the soul doesn't judge. Everything is a, is a learning opportunity. And um, when you know that, you're not judged, you're, you're loved. You're eternal and you're safe. What could be more joyful than that? Knowing that core of your being uh, is, uh, you know, it's an important lesson that as important as any other lesson. And I'll, I'll mention one, just one other thing, and this is a little far out. I, I don't know how people will react to this, but I'll, I'll just mention it. The soul, does, the soul has an agenda. It wants to accomplish certain things while you're in this incarnation. And when you deviate from what this, the soul wants, which you have the right to do because you have free will, but when you deviate, the soul has certain tools to bring you back into compliance, let's call it. Uh, and one of them is uh, what you just mentioned, loss of a loved one, uh, disease, relationship problems. These all capture our attention. These, are, these shake us up, uh, make us sad sometimes. But they all have lessons in them. They ha- happen for a reason. And if we can just stop whatever, whatever it is that we most times don't like because we initially think it's unpleasant. Stop and think, well, what is the lesson in this particular situation? What can I learn? What, what is it here to teach me? Yeah. And if we, if we do that, then whatever happens in our life 
could be looked at in a favorable light rather than, you know, things are either good or bad, black and white. Everything has, has a reason. Everything has a, has a lesson. And, um, and so the soul has these tools that I've mentioned uh, to, to catch our attention. Uh, and and it, it has some positive tools, too. If we're following what we are asked to do, what the soul wants, uh, and we've accomplished our task, and we all have tasks that we take with we come into, into our body, we all have uh, uh, certain things that the soul wants us to accomplish. And so if, if we can accomplish them, there is a process whereby the soul can extend your life. It's called reincarnation in the same body. And I've gone through that, and I talk about it in Know Your Soul, Bring Joy to Your Life. And it's, it's something it's something to, uh, it's esoteric and sounds far out, but it's important to know because, you know, there is, there is a good motivation for doing what your soul wants. There, there are good outcomes. And um, so... Uh, it's good to follow your soul's dictates, um, and, and as I say, there are there are not only what some people will call negative consequences or negative things happen to us, but there's some very positive things can happen to us as well. Very and um, it's all positive. It's all because we are connected to and, and know that we're watched over, loved, we're eternal, and, and we have nothing to fear, and so we can just relax and. and allow whatever to happen to teach us whatever it's supposed to. Surrender is, is the key. Surrender to what life brings us, except it's, it's purposeful. It may not make sense to us now, but we don't see the whole picture. No. You know, we, just, we just see a small, small uh, window of what's happening. The soul has, has an idea of what's happening all over, past, future, and at present. We don't have that ability when we're in body. And so we just have to trust it surrender to it and when we do good things happen i agree with that though um as for, uh, definitely in the depth of what uh the last 180 episodes have been about um that i always try to put out there and say it's not necessarily the instrument working through myself it's something working through me and i i also look at the fact that it is it does come back on alignment to put us back on track because i mean if i look at every circumstance and every situation and everything learned out of it and how many times I was spared my life without even knowing. And then the times right. I was spared this life knowing of it, I can only imagine how many times that is. But it does ring around the rosy pretty much to where it brings you to this thing of how did I get here again? I, I've always felt being on here where I am now. But the other part of me, which I'll call the the tech life or the outside wannabe reality of structure of society's matrix, it always got me into this. No, I got to have a nice little car. I got to have my rings on. got to do this. And I wanted the renegade spirit for so many years and then I'm like I looked at myself one day I think I was about 20 21 22 and I'm like wow what is where is this getting me I mean college parties or going here going there I'm like what what am I really seeking out of it because nothing fulfills me and then I started looking more deeper into the darkness of things because I'm like well nothing's fulfilling me on this and I grew up in my whole spirituality lifestyle but I had to remember connecting to my spirit you know, I had to teach myself this enough for all the listeners out there. You have your own opinion of how you feel. We love you. But I, I had to look at it from it wasn't, you know, I do respect the, the ancient scriptures. I respect the ancient writings of, um, you know, where I come from, from my Cherokee Nation and Cree. But at the same time, it's, it still has to do with your own personal free will of a journey. 
Because no matter how many times you sit in the pew or open up a book, no matter how many times you sit there and go to a ceremony or, you know, purify your soul, no matter what it is, if you're not willing to have that free will connect to what is calling us all the time, it's always calling us. It's always sitting there being like that. And I remember, I don't know who represented, I don't know if it was Les Brown or who, but they said it's like an alarm clock. And so, and I tested it out by accident and it was saying, well, basically you, you hear the alarm clock going off at 7am, for example, but the more you push snooze on it, you're eventually going to drain that out. And I looked at like four snoozed alarms and I'm like, yeah, when did this happen? Like what happened? And I'm like, okay. And I could not hear it, even though I thought I was, you know, adapted to it. I could not hear that alarm clock going off. And that's the same way I connect. I, I can definitely connect with your words of saying, Hey, this is what it is. We're paying attention to something that's always paying attention within us. And we have to be willing to go on that because the fulfillment of less suicides, especially, you know, there's millions out there going on thousands every day, unfortunately. And my sister doing it on my birthday, that definitely woke me up in a whole different perspective from where I thought and believed I was woke up already. I was definitely awakened to be like, wow, she couldn't feel the free will of the love that was absolutely waiting for her. And as you said before, there's nothing to fear. My mom taught me that in California before I had the transition. She said, Lex, perfect love casts out all fear. And when she told me that, I was like, perfect love casts out all fear. And once you're in the stream of that love and people take it so cliche, oh, come on, you know, it's not, I'm like, no, it's not that typical love. I loved him and he broke up with me or she broke my heart. It's not that kind of love. It's a whole sense of the, the being of resonating and connecting like that. It's a, it's a whole different level. And you're right. You have to be in a whole, you have to be willing to vibrate that frequency to that different kind of awareness level in order to get the full capacity of what that is. Cause some people will just, you know, they, they can discover more obviously. And that's why I'm glad Dr. David Schroerin is here to get that. And I'm so happy that you shared that with us. That's amazing. Is there anything of of oh, extra of measure that you want to be able to share with the listeners at all? Well, just what's going on in the world today is that we're being shaken up by the souls, all our souls, because environmentally and socially and financially, we've gotten out of balance. If you understand, the key is to understand who you are, what you're here for. And my book, Know Your Soul, Bring Joy to Your Life, will help you to understand that much better and uh, and bring you a more fulfilling and joyful life. I think that would be my message. That is the uh, very profound and deep and real. Um, if ever there was anything clear to ever be real, um, that's a real message to have. And I embrace that completely. We at RDDC embrace that completely because that's exactly what our message has been and it will always be. You know, and, and at the end of the day, like I told people, I, I think I told uh, one of the experts that came on, uh, Sabrina also, um, I was saying that one equals one million before we got on air. And she was like, well, what, what do you mean by that? I said, one equals one million. If we see the thousands of downloads. We see the thousands of listeners, thousands upon thousands of listeners. And it's it, it was never, it was intended just to be something to broadcast a message to someone out there listening. And I tell people, even though you see the numbers, statistically, even if you're putting out um, whatever it is on your Instagram, there's always one soul that's resonating, um, especially with what the message is out there. And I'll say this to uh, everyone at RDDC, families, uh, all you who are new tuning in at this very moment and coming on board, um, it's, it's one equals one million because if one of you can affect that consciousness of thinking, uh, one of you can affect your soul itself and resonate all that out. It's going to permeate to about at least a million people. 
I know that much. So, I mean, at least we have that. And I'm, I'm glad. And I want to thank Dr. David Shuren for Shuren. I'm getting it, Dr. Dave. Don't worry. I should just call you Dr. Dave. <laughs> getting on here. Whatever. <laughs> With this information. I want to say in the most humblest way um, that there is. But, I mean, like the information. And I'm going to definitely explore more myself. We have been exploring more. And you can all uh, go to Dr. David Shuren's website at www.consciousthinking.com. That's www.consciousthinking.com and remember is know your soul and bring joy to your life of his book that he is referencing and we're referencing um, and we'll also have that at real double dose channel.blogspot.com with his whole bio and so forth so you can kind of get a pre-meditation before you click on on over there as well or just feel free to go over there yourself we want to thank all you listeners and everyone else for all the things that you do when you come down to support us and listening to everything and we hope that you can elevate your consciousness to every level that you can and connect with your spirit that's always trying to deeply connect with you and us. So without further ado, you can also reach back out to us. Remember again at real double dose channel at yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com. Don't forget to be the change, feel the passion, embrace the power of that wonderful spirit. We love you. We enjoy you. And we'll be back with you very, very, very soon.